breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Have you heard? The Glitter Boys are the hot new thing. They're hip. Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome back to another exciting, very special episode of The Glitter Boys. As usual, I am NPC. I am Matthew. And we are also joined by a very special, very special guest today. Very special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm uh, Sean Owen Robertson. I don't know what else you want me to say. Uh, Let's see. I'm the (laughs) uh, creative director and business partner at um, Palladium Books. Uh, Just joined up last year. And I'm also the line editor um, on the Risk for Savage Worlds line of products. Fantastic. And you are currently running a Kickstarter for Titan Robotics. Yeah. Anybody wants to check it out. If you're familiar with the Rifts lore, it's it's got a bunch of great continuations of the Cyberworks lore with Archie 3 and Hagen and the Shimmerians and then Titan Robotics, which is their secret weapons manufacturing arm that nobody realizes is spying on everyone um and so just a, a really great um, worked on a really great manuscript um by matthew clements um and bringing it up and getting it ready for full release with some great art by stephen cummings and a great cover art by mike majestic so we're really excited about the book it looks great yeah we're really excited about it too we haven't I haven't grabbed a new one since Northern Gun, I don't think. Or Northern Gun 1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah, Matt worked on those as well. So if you liked if you liked the Northern Gun books, then uh, he's he worked on a lot of the core initial ideas for a lot of the robots and, and gear in this book as well. So this Kickstarter did really well, really fast. It was funded in, what did it say, four hours? Five hours, four hours. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was just a few hours, yeah. Yeah, and now it's like three times what what you were looking for to to do the book. It's into several stretch goals. Yes, we're we're into a few stretch goals. I've throw I I did a one week update, and we threw out some extra stretch goals. We have a lot of fans coming in that from the Palladium side, a lot of coming in mm-hmm. from the Savage Rifts side. A lot of the Rifts for Savage Worlds fans are either Savage Worlds fans or new fans that a lot of times uh, we catch that aren't not familiar with the palladium books or with savage worlds interestingly um and so it's a, a whole nother batch of fans coming in and so um i really designed this and worked real hard to try and make it something that we've got something for everybody right mm-hmm. and so we've got uh we we did announce a new stretch goal if we hit uh the one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar mark not only will they be getting a savage worlds or savage rifts conversion document for the titan robotics material but with this campaign, we also uh, did the what we're calling the Cyberworks Collection, which collects Rift Sourcebook 1 revised and expanded together with uh, Sourcebook 2 Mechanoids, Sourcebook Shimmerian Nation, and a relevant portion of Rift's Aftermath, and a little bit of stuff from uh, from some, some Rifters that didn't make it into titan robotics itself right we already brought a lot of stuff in yes yes <laughs> yes mine's right over here on the shelf yeah matthew's lovingly stroking his book so uh yeah and, and and um and it's got that it's got that the old kevin long cover is what we're using for the cover art on that oh, i love that old kevin long cover yes i love it too and and so for me that brings back lots of memories but we also wanted it to be a really great entry point for anybody who's 
new to riffs or back into riffs and trying to rebuild a collection we have a lot of fans that are mm-hmm. doing that or for the the, the savage mm-hmm. worlds fans and so this if we hit that goal um then there's going to be we're also going to convert over the stuff that hasn't been done yet for all those books that make up the cyborgs collection a lot of it is was in my first book empires of humanity which i wrote um for riffs for savage worlds but it it, it only has like the shimmerian and monster x it doesn't have everything from shimmerian nation right it has you know, the a63 drone but it doesn't have mm-hmm. all of archie's robots so it, a lot of those things that we and then of course the mechanoids which aren't under <laughs> a lot of people may or may not know this that's not under the contract between palladium books and pinnacle so this is a unique opportunity if you like the savage worlds uh rule set and enjoy playing that way it's a really unique opportunity to be able to get the mechanoids on your table right or in your game we if you have if you wanted to pick a starting point as to where to listen to our podcast and hear us go extremely squee just so squee (laughs) mechanoids would be that part I love the mechanoids. I've always, they, they, I didn't know, you know, Kevin, that was the first thing he ever did. Um, just trying to lead up to Palladium fantasy. I had no idea that it was such a big deal. The foundation of what Kevin first released was the mechanoid, the trilogy of mechanoid adventures to give him the seed money to do Palladium fantasy role-playing game. Right. One of the things I've always loved about riffs is that glimpse inside uh, and palladium books in general uh, are the, are those long forwards by, by Kevin, where he, he takes you through his process. And I, I think I fell in love all over again, very publicly on the show <laughs> when, uh, when, when we did the mechanoids and it was just, it was such a beautiful look. And I, I really hope that going, going into the, the future, um, palladium books keeps that, that openness with its fans, because I swear it's, it's one of the biggest bridge builders that I've seen from any company that does role-playing games ever. I agree. And it's interesting. A lot of um, different creators and writers don't do that and it's not Mm -hmm. their way to approach things, but um, I really enjoyed it. Interestingly enough, I mentioned that to Kevin. I said, a lot of fans really love this. We we Mm -hmm. need to, and he said that, Oh, well, some people, he he thought some people didn't like it as much. And, I love it. I think it's great. I, I understand if you don't want to do it, say, interspersed throughout the book as much. But I think we at least need a big intro, you know, you know even if it's just a few pages, a couple of pages mm-hmm. into the books, into the mind of the creator and the designer and the way that they see that. I think that really helps. And I think a lot of it is rooted in Kevin being, at least from from my exposure to his works, a storyteller. He, he likes telling stories. He likes being there and explaining things. And you, as he, as you were reading these introductions to the books, you can see him in your mind gesticulating about it, <laughs> you know, very much so. Yeah. yeah that's how it reads <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. It's, it, it, he really is a storyteller. I think he's, I mean, I'm a little biased obviously, but I was saying this before he asked me to join Palladium. Um, and it's, I've always thought he's just one of the preeminent i think the preeminent storyteller in the industry right now i would agree and it's it's i I, even even the people that aren't into palladium games will even say but there's just so many great ideas they love to read the books just to mine them for ideas and spark their own uh creativity and uh so i i totally agree with that and i think it's interesting now because yeah when i read those sections i hear kevin's voice So, Sean, what is your history with Palladium? What got you into Palladium and its stuff? 
not so much as a designer, but just as a person right, right. who likes the game. Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, I, I so the first thing I got into with tabletop gaming was BattleTech, and I really enjoyed BattleTech. Loved BattleTech. And uh, my buddies and I would play, and we really just loved the crunchy combat system and everything. One of my buddies got the D&D Red Box, and we were all in middle school. And we literally played, the first time I played D&D was we were sitting in line uh, on the gym floor. And it was a rain day or something like that. And my buddy has like, hey, look what I got. And he sneaks it out and we we, we start rolling and playing. And I mean, totally Stranger Things moment, I guess. But we, we, we did that. And then the first but the first game I ever owned was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. Um, and I've got my where's my copy? It's so it's all on the shelf over here. But yeah, I've got my beaten and battered TMNT copy. I trade I literally traded a TMNT graphic novel for the rpg because you i was like well, i've read the graphic job. novel but i could i haven't experienced this rpg yet right <laughs> i was a huge ninja turtles fan and uh it, i i was hooked i was hooked it was a lot of fun we had a great time then i that got me into ninjas and super spies because i wanted kung fu for my mutant animals and then that you know there was a little call out to uh to heroes unlimited I got into Heroes Unlimited. My cousin got played in Fantasy, but I, I think only ever played it once or twice with him at most. Uh, most of the time, my cousin was a visit. I was a little older, so I'd be running, you know, silly little Heroes Unlimited games or Truck and Turtles adventures or <laughs> something like that. And then Rifts came out. Uh, and, oh, and I, I ran into Robotech as well, but I didn't <sighs> pick up Robotech until after Rifts had come out. And so I guess that's why I didn't do the inevitable Robotech in Rifts that so many people have done. But uh, no, I, I I got into Rifts and that was kind of the end of it. I mean, I've played a lot of other <laughs> role playing games, but Rifts is they, they always it, if you looked at my gaming history, I think that Rifts, they would all be like Rifts palate cleansers because I always come back to Rifts. Um, and in fact, I was in the military. And when I got out out of the Air Force, one of my buddies said, hey, will you run Rifts again? <laughs> just, that that led to a series of events where I, 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 I am where I am now. Right. It was just always come back to Rifts. I always thought of things as borgs or bots or or whatever in you know that's cybernetics or that's that's bionics right the palladium mm -hmm. distinctions and stuff like that it just that that kind of formed the schema of of how i imagine the unreal and the supernatural and, and and science fiction in a lot of ways so very foundational for me excellent uh we had very similar uh npc came from the uh, palladium fantasy route i believe yep, yep that was my and first. i I am a straight up Robotech boy <laughs> and those, those original, those original super clean Kevin Long pictures. Just, I mean, when you're oh, a young yeah. boy and you look to be somewhere around our age, there yeah, was 44. nothing. I don't know how. Yeah. Young. 45. <laughs> there, there was nothing like that then. Nothing. It was a whole new style and it just, <gasps> it's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. I, well, the, I remember I saw the first uh, riffs advertisements. Mm -hmm. in you know some of my friends had comics were into comics i wasn't as into comics but um no i saw i saw raf's riffs advertisements and I, I i saw the one where there's the um dinobot smashing another robot's head in uh, there's mm -hmm. the other one where there's the the coalition dead boy st standing next to the mark 5 apc and i s saw those illustrations and i was like i don't know what riffs is <laughs> but i want it yes i want it really bad and it came out in um in late 1990 
And yeah. It was I could we back then there was no interwebs right and so I was I just kept going to the same comic book store the there's a really cool one uh, in Houston called Nan's Games and Comics and uh, there were some other games back uh, you know other shops back then uh, like Phoenix Comics and Games and Third Planet any Houstonians would be like oh yeah I love those places but I kept going back to Nan's where I bought my first BattleTech set right and I kept mm-hmm. looking for this this Rifts book and it and it and I didn't get it until early 1991. So it's kind of funny. I, I'll tell people, oh, I started playing Rifts when it first launched. Um, you know, but I started playing, you know, in 1991 when it first launched. And of course, it actually came out in 1990. But I got a third printing was the fat, the fastest I could get it um, because it just kept selling out so fast. Mm, yeah. But uh, after that, it was always every every few months it would go to the comic book store. Look, is there a new Rifts book? Did the world book come out yet? Is, is there a new source book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just kept doing that for years. And that original one, that would be the butts edition, right? What's that? That would be the butts edition one, right? The one with all the the booty on the cover. That, that, that's that's our right? name for it. I didn't even look at it. I was like, I want that game. Yeah, I, I that. So many people are like, oh, that cover, you know, got me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't care. It could have been anything on the cover. I wanted. <laughs> right. I saw that Kevin Long art, and I was. Yeah. I wanted that game. I wanted robots, and I wanted guys with gas masks and spikes on their shoulders, and mm-hmm. you know, giant. APCs and <laughs> those juicers with their mohawks. <laughs> oh, the yeah! Mohawks I saw samurai them, dude, swords. Reading through that book, my mind was just blown. It was not like anything else that you know. Mm. It's not just these generic tropes. It's all these really specific world building uh, characters. Yeah, you know, even the, the OCCs, even the character types have have character, right? Yeah. One of the things that we've always found on the show to be the, a particular strength of the system is that. While there are revisions done, it's not like an addition that every, everything is still still usable. And we were curious because uh, we read in the Kickstarter that you are combining a, a dual system format here. Uh, you, you're going to be using uh, is, now is the Savage Rifts like a handout or is that going to be part of the book or it's not part of the book. So the, the Savage Rifts material is a, just a conversion document. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I. Actually, it was fans brought this to my attention. I was here at the Palladium Open House this year, and one of the fans came up, and Dan Fredericks, a uh, really great guy. He's written some things but um, in Rifters, and, and we're, he's a great writer. And so we were talking, and he said, you really, he's like, I'd really like to see a conversion document for Titan Robotics. And I was like, really? Okay. And we chatted about it for a while, and he brought it up a little later. We were signing some, you know, signing some books that people had brought, and I'm still trying to get used to that because to me, I didn't write those books, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's 30 year old books that Kevin created and people are asking me to sign it now that I'm here at Palladium. And that's, that's kind of surreal. But um, anyways, no, I, we were talking and, and, and a bunch of fans overheard him bringing it up again. And, and they were like, no, we'd love that. That'd be great. Uh, apparently a lot of people switch depending on what their gaming group or, uh, liked mm-hmm. between the Savage Worlds rules and the Palladium rules. But um, so I talked to Kevin, I talked to Shane Hensley, um, who's the creator of Savage Worlds, the owner of Pinnacle Entertainment Group, Peg is what we usually call them. Um, yeah, they're both great guys. And they were like, yeah, well, we'll let's make something happen. And so um, I just thought it'd be a really fun crossover that we could do. Mm-hmm. But it, the, the Savage Worlds material is not in the Palladium book. It's it's a separate conversion document. OK, but in a lot of ways, it'll really mirror how it is to play a lot of Savage Worlds. Uh, riffs material anyways because a lot of times you have we'll have these gear lists right and it'll be tables full of tons of of gear and 
all that gear has descriptions and art and palladium books, right? Um, the vehicles all have great information about them. So a lot of fans have really found, and, and we this is intentional, we'll list which books are the major sources for any Savage Rifts book. And so fans can go and open it up or, or get by the PDF or whatever and check mm-hmm. that stuff out in the Palladium system. And it just adds more and more depth to what they're doing. So this isn't really any different in a lot of ways. Um, it's just a different PDF you would open up to look up the Savage Worlds rules and stats um, for your games. But but yeah, a lot of people are asking about that. It's not We're not doing two different versions. It's not okay. a dual-statted rules system. And you will need to have say titan robotics <laughs> to for that conversion book to make a lot of sense i mean you'd have the names and the stats and things like that but there's a lot of cool information about each one of the robots and power armor and weapon systems and obviously the lore and, and why yeah. you're doing all these different types of adventuring you won't you won't that it won't be very useful without that so savage world seems very streamlined very condensed whereas uh like a, a typical riffs book is is heavy with tables and all those lovely maps and all that great stuff right. so yeah yeah the savage worlds is very streamlined kevin always says that he's like wow it's she's like it's it's amazingly dense but the the that's the mandate right uh we're not trying to replace even you know now i'm at palladium but it was never the goal to replace any palladium books it was the goal to enable them but also give people the broad overview they need at a minimum, right, to, to understand the depth of the world and the setting. But it's always been, hey, go check that book out. If you like Juicers, go check out Juicer Uprising, right? If you're interested in the Federation of Magic, there's a great book for that, right? So that's it's never was never tried to replace. But one of the, the fun things is, is all the Savage Rifts books are set in 109 PA just after the fall of Tolkien, like the Rifts Aftermath book. So in a lot of ways, the Savage Rifts books for collectors are great because we do bring up the timeline and fill in some of the gaps and stuff that might exist otherwise. So, you know, if you go read Coalition Navy, that's set many years before the siege on Tolkien ends, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're wondering what happened to the Coalition Navy and all these different things during the the, the Civil War with Free Quebec and, um, you know, the war on Tolkien and then all the different conflicts in in, uh, the Gulf of Mexico and Texas and the Mississippi, well, the answers, for instance, are there in Empires of Humanity in Rifts for Savage Worlds. And for instance, uh, the other thing is we're just about to launch crowdfunding on the Pinnacle side for South America and Terror on the Dark Frontier, which is a campaign box set. But the mm-hmm. South America book is called Land of a Thousand Islands. But it's it's one, another one of those things that jumps from 102, 103 PA all the way up to 109 PA. And it's all canon. You know, Kevin and I excellent very carefully on it. Okay, so speaking of formats and the differences between these books, one thing that immediately jumped out to me when I was first looking at this Kickstarter, the day it launched, as I was picking which level I wanted to back at, was something fascinating (laughs) as a description of chapters. Now, Palladium's Mm -hmm. books historically don't really have chapters. You are correct, sir. They just sort of flow around. So my question is, is this a taste of things to come? in palladium books uh yeah um i didn't realize i was doing anything crazy but for me naturally <laughs> i wanted and, and and some of this comes from working on the rifts or savage worlds products pinnacle had a general format they wanted for their books but they're they're very cool they're very cool they've always let me do what i need to do to try and make rifts or savage worlds the right thing 
And because they understand that Rifts is not the same, it's not cookie cutter like a lot of other settings. And uh, we're trying to do some really interesting stuff. So one of the things is that the formatting of those books came out of a combination of that and also going back to Palladium book source books and world books and saying, okay, what are the different sections and titles and how do we break down this information to present it in, in a similar format? And I'm, I was in the military and maybe just the way my brain is wired. I like patterns and, and order, right. Uh, and, uh, and so there were, and there were some, and this is not a knock. I, I love uh, Matt Clements and his, his manuscript. But one of the challenges, for instance, when I came to this book was there was a part of the book where it said, hey, after this, it's all, it's all employees only, right? Secret information. But then the gear section with all the robots and power armor was after that line. And I said, that's not no. going to function. I mean, people really, if there's these player options or there's this gear that players are going to want, that all needs to be front loaded if you're going to say everything past this point is top secret right and so i kind of like took the book apart and put it back together in you know some mad puzzle and and through that process kind of realized hey it'd be really nice to say if you want you know to see the equipment that's chapter two all the player facing character options and I, basically, chapter one is designed as the down and dirty. Your player reads it. It's quick. It's fun. It's it's snappy. You get the 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 new synthroid race option, and then you get the new Titan Dispatcher OCC, and it gives you a, a basically a breakdown of what kind of characters could be on a Titan courier team, and that's kind of introducing this new play paradigm um, that we have in the book, so that you you can get be a part of all this espionage and, and intrigue and stuff like that. And, and so, yeah, and suddenly I was like, well, I really want to just be able to say chapter two. And then I was talking with Wayne's Wayne's like, well, but there's no chapter two. I had broken these files down. Um, it's in <laughs> by theme and it was the order of the book. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to call them chapters <laughs> just for my own sanity. But but yeah, this is I mean, that's one of the things that Kevin was really excited about when he asked me to join Palladium Books as his business partner, one of the things he says, I want you to help me revitalize the company, move things into the future, right? Revamp systems. Um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. this is one of the things a lot of people think, oh, Kevin doesn't listen to the fans or Kevin doesn't want to do this or that. A lot of people don't understand that there's been, well, a lot of challenges on the business and personal level for him. But also he lost his brain trust, for instance, when when Eric Wujic passed away. So Kevin was pushing forward, but he, you know, it, it's like, if I was doing this by myself, it'd be really tough too. Fortunately, I have Kevin, right? And if you know, so if you need people to 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 to, yeah. to formulate things and and strategize and, and things like that, so um, it's finally you know it, w- he's got the bandwidth, and we can have these discussions and decide how we want to move forward. And 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 the other thing is is that kind of formatting, you know, it's really fun to pick up a Palladium book and read it cover to cover it, it, because it feels. It's a really unique, satisfying, gratifying experience. I've had a fan tell me this, right? Uh, a good friend. And he said, I really enjoy that aspect of it. But then when I want to go look back at the book and find yeah. XYZ thing, it's yeah. always in a different spot, right? And there's 90 plus books, right? So this is one of those things where it's like, well, we can come up with a, you know, I can, you know, make a formula here and try and develop and, and slow. I don't want to like, you know, blow up everything and reset it all at the same time, but slowly make these very, very deliberate. I won't say cautious, but very, we are cautious. I don't want to break something that's not, you know, fix something that's not broke. Right. But they make these cautious steps forward that, that will help move the palladium paradigm. Right. And, and uh, to be just, you know, to be, be more of what we want it to be. 
hope that makes sense. <laughs> we are so excited to hear someone say the words organize. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just, just so, so excited. So we, on board. One of the things we love so much is that the, the sheer wealth of, of, of data and world and things and directions you can go into. And the thing that always makes us twitch just a little is, and where was that again? <laughs> so. yeah. Right, right. That's why there's indexes, right? Well, and it's, it's like your Palladium is uh, especially riffs is a victim of its own success. I mean, it's wildly yeah. successful. What what other setting has 90 plus products? I mean, that's insane, right? And we love it for that, but also that can start to bog bog things down um, and things that wouldn't be an issue until you get to that kind of scale suddenly start to creep in and become an issue. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, but no, we want to make sure that it's as positive, as wonderful experience as possible. Kevin and I work hand in hand on all these things. Um, Kevin is very open-minded and eager. He's been a one, I mean, he was great to work with as him, the licensor, me, um, and, and, you know, the folks that I, I was working with at uh, and still working with at, um, Pinnacle Entertainment as licensees. And then now as business partners, it's really great. And then that's, that's part of the reason why we're trying to figure out some people understand when you say business partner, other people don't. And so we, we figured maybe creative director was the title we give me just so that people that maybe didn't get the business partner idea would get that right. That, that mm -hmm. that's, I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, doing all those things. Right. And we, I want as many Kevin Sambita original books as we can get. So that's my way of making that happen as best as possible. You know, something you said uh, a few minutes ago resonated with me and it never crossed my mind, but you are so spot on. But unfortunately, using this thing, this this kind of thing in a conversation might not necessarily be the most appropriate, but essentially nobody can replace Wujik, but you no. have taken the Wujik role that was sorely missing and filling it is it, it totally makes sense. The the person to bounce the ideas the other part of the pair you know because Wujik was he was he was so influential on on so much oh, yeah. of the early days and his absence has been noted but I a lot of that is you know his inspiration and, and his touch but also you can you can see it in the way that Kevin writes and the way Kevin designs not having that that second you know the, the foil the the other part of the comedy duo, the, <laughs> you know, the, the crazy man to the straight man kind of thing. Not having that balance is, well, having that balance now is a good thing. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and, yeah, and that's one of the things that's been odd for me. And by the way, Kevin, Kevin says, hi, he's, he'd love to come on anytime. We'd like to be on regularly. If y'all want, you know, you just let us know. Um, yay. What, yay. <laughs> but one of the interesting things is that, Kevin and I had become friends. I, I don't know if you've, you know, for anybody listening or, you know, that doesn't know, um, I wrote some of this in Rifter 85 in my introduction in there. I was planning on starting my own company and, and game lines while still working on the Risk for Savage Worlds products. And uh, I'd been telling Kevin my business plans and different settings that I wanted to do and things like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great, Sean, blah, blah, blah. And then he was, and then at one, one day he was just like, Sean, I don't want you to finalize these plans. I hate to throw, throw a wrench into things, but what do you think about coming to Palladium? And that was very unexpected. But after that, and after I got here, I, I suddenly realized we have this weird kind of mind meld 
Nice. A lot of times we finish each other's sentences. We have the same ideas. It's it's it, it's kind of odd. Kevin was joking the other day. He said, at some point, one of us is going to say something completely random and the other person is going to be like, what? But it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Some, we, you know, we'll start going down these, I'll start going down a mental, some mental alley and he'll be like right there with me. And it's kind of a, a surreal experience. And for me, I, it's really, it's, I've never experienced that before for him. It's he's like, oh yeah, this is like what it was like when I had Eric Wujic around, we could just talk and do this all day long. And, um, Al said the same thing. He's like, oh, it's, it's, it's great for Kevin to have somebody here, um, like that. And so that's been a really, really awesome experience and made me super excited to be here because it really is a wonderful collaboration. And, and, and again, it's, it's not like two plus two equals four. It really feels like it's, uh, it's, it's a multiplier, right? Yeah. Exponential um, that, that gets in there. Yeah. Exponential. Yeah. Adding a so. second person creates an order of magnitude of creative yeah. genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was actually just completely got rid of one of that question, <laughs> that question, that question. <laughs> you know, we actually had, we actually had a very important question that we need to pose to you as sure. <laughs> a torch carrier and an insider at Palladium Games. We, we have gone back and forth. We have asked the internet. We have asked all the fans we can find. And that is officially, how do you pronounce Kevin's last name? I see Sambita. Um, that seems similar to what he says. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> we, we've, we've done about four iterations of his last name and, I we've just we've ne- we've never met him, <laughs> you know. Right. So. Yeah, I I I I think the 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 proper pronunciation might be like Shimbieta, but uh, yeah, it's it's I say Simbita, and uh, that's usually what he says to people that he's talking to. Okay, Americans, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not Polish. Back in the day, I had a a GM. When I was first getting into rifts at like the age of like 14 or 15. And I remember one of the things that he would do, he always pronounced Kevin's last name, Siambada. And he would, whenever he, yeah, it's not correct, but it was funny the way that he would do it as like whenever he would like, like do something terrible to us as a party or like he would get the last word, he would always go, and that's your Siambada boom. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious yeah it's it's interesting there's i i yeah it's a hard name to say and i used to think it was cmbieta or something or CM, that's I don't what know. we've been going with right there yeah it was cmbieta yeah. yeah but yeah he he says cmbieta so yeah okay. um it's you by the way it's chai town not shy town well yeah yeah chai town <laughs> it's chai town that's yeah. zytikik uh, Lord Coke. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Zytetic? Zytetic. Yeah. Zytetic. Yeah. yeah. We, we got it. We, we did it. We got it. Woo-hoo. We got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not extic. <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to, when I was a kid, I would say Zytetic, but mm-hmm. I every once in a while that'll slip out, but it's Zytetic. Mine was Zytetic. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy name. <laughs> it is. It's unique. <laughs> apparently, uh, Kevin Long apparently came up with that one. Excellent. Tell us about these cards that we're seeing in the in the Kickstarter. There, 
the they're, they're playing their riffs playing cards do they serve a game purpose or are they just are, are they are they just cool cards uh well both so for <laughs> for palladium fans they're just cool cards um mm-hmm. for pinnacle or savage riffs fans that's that's part of the it's called the they're called action cards that's a oh, core derp, part of the right. initiative system right and so one of my one of my buddies uh he's on the uh aaron burkett he's on the savage riffs writing and development team um that i've built up now um he was saying oh you need to make sure that when you do the kickstarter you do add-ons so that people can get the two different riffs decks that they you mm-hmm. know the the full color and the line art yeah. one and, and i of course added that but it immediately gave me the idea wait what about a titan robotics deck so and i i studied visual design after the military and so i was like hey I'll, i can do that and so i dug in and created that deck of cards just as something cool for fans and it, it actually serves a purpose for the savage worlds fans yeah but no i i i'm i was really happy with it that it came out really well there was a lot of great art to work with <laughs> you got chuck walton uh, stuff so in there much. What's that? You got any of the Chuck Walton stuff in there? I think there there is there's at least one Chuck Walton piece. It's uh, Argent Goodson and his wife Diana. Okay, are in are there? That's the ace for the. So each suit is themed by one of the Cyberworks factions. Ooh. So yeah, so the the spades is Archie and mm-hmm. and and Hagen and their secret robot legions, right? And then uh, the hearts, of course, is the Shimmerians. The clubs uh, is the Mechanoids. Mm. And then the diamonds, of course, is Titan Robotics. And mm-hmm. so Argent Goodson and Diana are the ace. But it, ha- it, has, a, it has a bunch of Kevin. It's got Kevin Long, Newton Yule. Uh, it's got uh, Stephen Cummings. It's got a bunch of uh, Mike Mooma, a bunch of great artists, a bunch of really killer art in in the deck so stepping a little bit beyond the cards are there any kind of neat cool secrets about titan robotics that you haven't shared yet that you want to share now yes um so (laughs) diana argent so argent goodson is um archie's secret son basically and a the most humanoid android he had ever created up um to run titan robotics even they even used the mind link helmet to help have humans help argent learn skills rapidly and things like that so one of the things i've added to the book is that if argent goodson is the greatest mind that hagen and archie have created then diana is the greatest weapon they've ever created so she's basically like the oh crap panic button if anything were to happen and they've taken all types of stuff because they they're collectors they collect technology from anywhere and everywhere include not just the mechanoids but right they get all types of technology and so uh, she contains a lot of systems that they can't currently reproduce necessarily oh right so and she is fiercely loyal to argent and then, uh, and th- th- there's some stuff about that in the book, obviously. And then, but Argent, I, I, I would, you know, Matt did some great stuff, and I decided I wanted to dive a little more into Argent's background um, when I was working on the book. He's he's pretty cool, I think. Um, he's a he's a pretty cool cat, and we've got a lot of information in there about he has a secret island that he has. <laughs> 
taken over and actually purchased the rights to from the Manistique Imperium as recognized as a, a, a royal holding under his title. So he can entreat with royalty as royalty. It's got his own like personal amusement parks and getaway areas. And uh, he and Diana have, it's kind of a Frankenstein, I guess, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, he had his monster, right? And then, but then Argent says, well, what about me? Where's, you know, where's my help meet? And they create Diana. And then Argent and Diana are like, we want to have children. And so, so the kids are, kids are pretty interesting too. Um, Their two children are pretty interesting too, where I don't, they don't know that they're not real boys. Um, the two kids, the, the daughter and son, every year on their birthday, they pop the brain into a new one year older body. So, right. And there's some, yeah, there's some interesting mm. stuff there. Excellent. And uh, let's creepy. see, something else, a little thing is uh, like Arjun Goodson is good friends with, with Colonel Leibach. And there's a, there's, there's a bunch of little, little, little tiny things like that. A lot of little details that I'm hoping that people will enjoy. Um, another thing is, you know, it's in there talking about the synthroids mm-hmm. and I guess the best way to imagine them is kind of like the replicants in Blade Runner, but they're actually, there is nothing biological about them. They're complete machine replicas, human replicas. They don't age or anything like that. Right. So I'm um, just, a, a another way for people to be able to jump in and be a part of that whole story of play get to play neural networked androids that are learning and growing and trying to fit into human society um yeah little little nods to like data from star trek maybe excellent i love it i have some questions about um less specifically about about this game and more about where we're seeing uh palladium move sure as like printing costs go up and the as everything else is going up, are you still able to do the? Because uh, you were the pioneers, uh, Palladium of the of the perfect cover, uh, which right. is such a great affordable. Like I still have my original conversion book from way back in the day, and it's peeled a Me little too. bit, yeah. which I think every last one of them has. But it's so usable as opposed to literally most of the game hardbacks I have from that era. The perfect. Right, I can still old. use my thirty-year-old yeah. riffs books. Like, like I've literally my thumb has worn through <laughs> the, the middle of the cover from flipping it so much. But the book is one hundred percent usable, right? Yeah. Is this, is this going to be a sustainable format that you see moving forward into the future? Yes. Okay. And as long as we can make it happen, Kevin and I are really both very dedicated to making sure that Palladium books that we're we're giving fans the best products we can that mm-hmm. are going to have that shelf life now at while at the same time trying to keep but keep them affordable and in fact that's a, one of the things that people will say well why are you doing a kickstarter and blah 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 and one of the big things that people may not understand is when you do a print run the more books you print at once there it, it gets cheaper and cheaper and the the numbers can be like kind of shocking when you see them just lined out and that's one of the reasons for the titan robotics kickstarter is to keep the cost of the print run as low as possible so um that helps us to delay and reduce price increases we've 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 been really trying to stick to our guns with this one and it's our i I hate to say competitors but a lot of our our peers right Mm -hmm. in the industry are having to raise prices and, and and a lot of and 
Um, there's a lot of issues because, well, they'll print in China or overseas or somewhere. And and I'm not saying like that's like always bad thing to do, but it 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 really changes the dynamics. There's all this long haul shipping and things that mm-hmm. need to happen, and products get delayed just on container ships, and logistics is getting crazier. So Palladium Books has been printing in the USA virtually everything in the USA for decades. And one of the things that we've, one of the competitive advantages we've got right now is that a lot of our printers have been working with Kevin for 20, 30 years. And so when things, and things are starting to get a little better, you know, hopefully that'll hold. But when things were really tight over the past year and a half or so, Kevin was still able to get us things printed at, 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 um, pretty or comparatively reasonable time frames when other people yeah. just couldn't get things printed. Um, but the, the price is going up and that, and that's a big reason for the Kickstarter is to make sure that we can do the big print run. We couldn't, I don't, I really, it'd be very difficult with the prices would be outrageous. Um, if we tried to do the, especially the collector's stuff, um, the, the foil, foil leather hardcovers and stuff like that. If we weren't right, if we weren't doing, this kickstarter right it would be Mm. really hard to do that that's one of our goals you know we'll see how things hold but we 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 do want to still keep bringing those type of books to our customers at the lowest price point we can um and still make sure that obviously the business is healthy and functioning and and all that right it's a it's a double-edged sword right but the nice thing too is is that that means that we can get the books printed and to our warehouse and shipped out to the fans very quickly compared to a lot of uh, other companies as well. So there's a lot less turnaround time. And with this Kickstarter, a lot of people were like, June, June is when I get my physical stuff. Well, that's a very conservative estimate. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're just trying to hedge our bets. Hopefully it'll be much sooner than that. But we just we're just trying to again account for anything that could go wrong. I, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this. December fifteenth last year, I got COVID, and I Oof. was I tested positive and was uh, out for ten weeks, and then even, I, then I had long COVID. I wasn't able to drive back up to. I went and stayed with family. I wasn't able to drive back up to Michigan until just before the Palladium open house in April. So and then I couldn't work my usual number of hours and things like that. I would just get exhausted. The brain the the brain fog was a huge issue. I had to, I had highlighted parts of say Riff's aftermath and, and other books, and I would have to read them every morning, all my highlighted sections before I could write ty- on Titan robotics. Now it's been, you know, I'm feeling a lot better and it's been like over a month since I've read through those sections, but I had to do it every day. That's the kind mm-hmm. of like issue it was. So a lot of people don't realize that, but that really jammed up a lot of things because I'm still also, um, you know, leading the work on the Rifts for Savage Worlds uh, material with a, a good team of people, but that's still, I'm dedicated to quality, right? And so uh, it's it's one of those things that, again, if any other things like that should happen, we don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of crazy times, right? So we're yeah. trying to hedge our bets. But uh, but yeah, we that's that's something that um, we, we really want to keep the quality and the durability of the books as, as, as high as possible. Perfect covers have been such a great value since the 80s. I mean, I just, I wanted to see them continue. I like, I have a couple foils, uh, both gifts. I, I love seeing those and, you know, the hardbacks, but those perfects, they they hold up. And when the power goes out, you're still playing, which is harder to do with PDFs. And I, 
I just I would like to throw my vote into the uh, in, into the hat of of saying always, always keep printing those. <laughs> they, they are fantastic. Please never stop. We'd like to, you know, the printing industry is constantly changing and mm. um, there's a lot of disruptions and stuff. But absolutely. Thank you for your feedback, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and there's a lot of people that really like the hardcovers. I wasn't expecting that. For instance, with Titan Robotics Kickstarter, I had a pledge level where you could get the perfect bound Titan Robotics by itself and the PDF with it. But I didn't have one for just the spe- the limited edition hardcover, right? Uh, that's full color as opposed to like, uh, you know, the, the foil hardcover. But people asked for it and I wasn't expecting that. So we added it, you know, I added it um, mm-hmm. the other day. I added it on what, Tuesday? So that people would have that option. Just, you know, sometimes you're just not sure what people are going to want. And it's it's interesting what people will gravitate towards. People, Some people don't see value in hardcovers or foil editions. Other people love them, love them, love them, love them, right? I and them. Uh, want every single one we release and beg for more. So, like, we just, we just, um, we just ordered hardcover, first edition, foil, Beyond the Supernatural. Nice. Ooh. So fans were requesting it and yeah. mm-hmm. we were like, okay, let's pull the trigger, you know? So, um, we, I mean, Kevin and I really want the best things for the fans. We are fans, right? It doesn't matter even if it's our own stuff. Right. And, and we, we want the best for the fans. We're listening a lot. Like if you, you know, it's like half the stuff I'm talking about is things that were spurred on by other people's ideas or, or requested directly. So, yeah, I have some rapid fire ones. I don't know if these are ones you want to go over. Let's start with the the most controversial one, and this is you know something we had a long talk about before we wanted to bring forward. Would you give us uh, both you and Kevin's shirt size so we can send you Glitter Boys t shirts? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can send those in an email. It doesn't have to be done here. That's that's the worst okay. we're gonna hit you with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'd love I'd love a t shirt though. I yeah. always need t shirts. No, I think I think the deepest question I have is um, looking around the industry right now. There's all this kerfluffle with Games Workshops shutting down uh, fan stuff. Um, Nintendo's been awful about it. I I've I just we we like that Palladium has reached out to us. That makes us feel like that makes us feel really good that there that there is a place within Palladium for people to appreciate, and that that you're so responsive to your fans like. You talk, you were just, just telling us earlier in this, you talked to a fan at a con and a bunch of other fans said, yeah, that would be cool. And now it's in the Kickstarter. And that is, right. that is, that is something Absolutely. we love about Palladium is how engaged you are with your audience. And we love that in this increasing world where the lawyers are calling the shots for companies, that there are still humans. And I do not necessarily include all lawyers as those. <laughs> in in charge of palladium that that can be spoken to as as humans yeah um it's interesting because i grew up when when i was in high school the internet like became a thing i would go to the university of houston to use the internet and <laughs> date myself a bit but it's interesting because back then it was the wild west right and people were putting mm. all time and and I, because, okay, so let me back up. I'll hear people say, oh, Palladium's so, like, you know, they'll throw the lawyers at people that try and just do fan websites and stuff. And I'm like, maybe you'd have to give me specific instances because, and a lot of that, that was, the, again, it was the Wild West. A lot of things were being figured out. But I saw people posting 
half the content of books on their personal website for their personal game. That's what I saw a lot of. And I don't, you know, as a, as someone who's even working in the business now, I mean, it's like, I, you start posting stuff that I wrote, like you're literally taking money out of my hand and my family's, you know, mouth. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and so at the same time, a lot of people see, don't seem to understand where that line is, right? Hey, you know, someone, it was, and it's good guy juice. He does master the game. Um, and I saw one time he was, you know, confused about, you know, could he do Marvel to an, an episode where he talked about on on his YouTube channel, he would talk about creating Marvel superheroes using the Palladium rules. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's Kevin and I, we, we encourage that, you know, mm-hmm. now, depending on what you say about a Marvel superhero, you might have to worry about Marvel saying something <laughs> to you, but we don't care. Right. But the main yeah. thing is just don't reproduce our copyrighted material right the 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 work yeah. and the labor that we put out there you want to do your own home um brew stuff that's different that's cool don't but but at the same time you we can't have you posting official star wars conversions on the palladium web you know right. website or your or a forum or something and this some people don't seem to understand those lines you know but now we, we we really encourage fans to do stuff we're we're happy to work with y'all where there's the um was it the Cozy Cavern Mysteries? There's all types of stuff going on, and we're excited for the fans to produce content and enjoy Palladium games and share them with everybody as much as they can. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just yet another way uh, that Palladium is is so much different than, like, say, GW or any of the other like old player names uh, around because it's it's gotten to the point out there where it's you 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 can't even talk about it because a brand has become so monolithic. And I just, like I said, I, I just love that you're, you're still humans about it. And of course, yeah, let's, let's not publish your books on our pages, but yeah. But you know it's, what I mean, brilliant. right? It's, there's, yeah. a, there's a, there's a difference between homage or, 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 mm-hmm. or fan conversion or reprinting things, right? Yeah. So, were you say something NPC? Yeah. So after Titan Robotics wraps up, what are your further plans? Oh, I'm gonna jet off to the Bahamas and t- no. Um, <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> so the right. So well, there's a few things, and this is so one thing that I want people to understand. Just I am a human with only so many hours in every day, and so I'm also still heading up the development on the Rifts for Savage Worlds product line. And I, I, at first, I just want to say the people at Pinnacle Entertainment Group, um, Shane Hensley, uh, Simon Lucas, uh, Joe Jody Black, Clint Black. Christopher Landauer and and the rest, they're wonderful people. I love working with them um, and the people at Sigil. They do a lot of contracted art and things like that, um, VTT work. But when I went to them and said, hey, Kevin's offered me to join him at Palladium, Kevin was worried that they would think I, he was stealing me, right? They said, the immediate first thing they said is, Sean, we'll, we, we'll do whatever we need to do to make sure you can take advantage of, full advantage of this opportunity. If you want any, you know, help or any advice, we're, we're here to give it to you. And, and so that's been really great. As part of that, I haven't wanted to drop the ball on the Rifts for Savage Worlds fans. The reason that we were able to do the new Rifts Pawn Set 1, Pawn Set 2 is coming. The reason that we are able to do the virtual tabletop support for Savage Rifts, that's all because of the relationship that Pinnacle and I you know, have built with Kevin and with Palladium. And I don't want to forget anybody or leave anybody out. 
And that's, again, the reason for these things like crossover where fans are like, gee, I, it's, it sucks to wait for you guys to plow through 30 books or 90 books or whatever, right, to, to catch up on the world for Savage Rifts. Um, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I was like, you know, it's like the, giving a conversion document for Titan Robotics or even any of the other things that we've talked about. Um, if we hit that stretch goal, that, that that's not slowing down anything on the other side of the aisle. Right. So why right. wouldn't we try and do that when we can? But uh, yeah, I, it's the after this. Uh, I'll, I mean, so just so people understand, I am very busy doing that, too. Um, and I but I will do both as long as I can. And I, I'm working with a great group of people who have made some really big things possible. So Terror on the Dark Frontier is coming. And so is The Land of a Thousand Islands. That's the South America World Book and the Rifts Pond set, too. Those are all coming in a crowdfunding campaign with Pinnacle Entertainment Group soon as well. And uh, the next big thing for me on the Palladium side is I've been working on a Palladium style guide and a <laughs> writer's guide. So part of the thing is, is again, I don't want to reinvent something that I haven't experienced myself. Mm -hmm. But now that I've got uh, the Rifter 85, I did the layout and uh, what is it called? Uh, you know, I'm the one that chose the articles that we put in it and things like that, right? You curated it. And it was a great way to take a fresh look at it, right? And that's yeah. one of the big, the bigger skills that I have that m not all authors have is is being able to do the layout and, and design and things like that. When I, I made the deck of cards, right? So I know how to do the graphic design programs. I made the video for Titan Robotics, right? That was great, incidentally. Can, can we talk about that oh, super did you like quick? It? That was so good. I loved the music. I loved the art. It was, it was, it was brilliant. I loved it. Well, thanks. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend that you're not just saying that because I'm here on your show. Um. <laughs> no, no, no. I, and I would like you to congratulate Carl Casey from, uh, what was it, the, the White Bat? White or? Bat Audio, yes. Yeah, that, that was, was so good. His, his music's great. And he's got a bunch of great stuff out there uh, for mm -hmm. people that are looking um, to use some great audio. Um, but no, it really fit and it worked for me. Um, and I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. Kevin said he loves it too. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the next big thing for me is 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 putting those kind of tools together. I did it for the Rifts for Savage Worlds development team and design team, so to help give and to give them the information they need to be better writers on on, on Rifts. You know, that's a lot of that's been in the progress. And so it'll be more like finalizing and, and converting some things over. And then um, I'll be rolling into uh, Bestiary 2. So Rift's Bestiary 2. Kevin has some monsters and different things that he's been working on for it. That's just, we have to get that to the fans. There's a lot of things we have to get to the fans, right? And that's just, that's the next thing that we have to get to the fans. Okay. So you were talking about putting together a style guide and a writing guide. That yeah. ties directly into my next question. <laughs> what are the chances of eventually getting some kind of a system reference document that people, fans, content creators can 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 have access to? Like a master, just streamlined to technical aspect of the rules itself, all in one place, master reference organized in a way that can just be pulled out looked at on the fly and let's keep playing um that's definitely on the table but i just want people you know people hear this and it's you know every book is a lot of work i've never <laughs> had a book that didn't have something that was a lot of work about it right and so we have um i refer to it a long time as a log jam of production of promised things 
there's all, all and part of it too is, is it's funny i'll talk to kevin about stuff and i'll say oh a fan mentioned this or that and he's like i canceled that 25 years ago <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, if people hadn't seen, you know, they they know the one reference of when it was announced and they don't know when it was canceled. So one of the things we are doing to try and reconcile that is um, we're actually putting together a I put it together. We'll see when it can um, get up on the, the Web page, but it's a master release list so people can see what titles have been announced, what titles have been canceled. There are some that they're basically on like production hold. Um, because we'd love to do them. We just don't, it's beyond, it's too, it's, it's beyond the horizon, right? It's more than a, a year and a half, two years out. Right. And so, uh, there's a, but there are a lot of books. I mean, you, it blew my mind when I got here. So Kevin does things very differently than other companies that I've come in contact with. <laughs> and, and no, well, first of all, nobody has, most companies have one, maybe two major product lines. We have like 10 settings, <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) you know, we consider five of them to be major, right? So they and they all deserve love. And so um, that's a challenge in and of itself. The different products and and, and books that have been announced, there's, well, uh, back to what I was saying is, Kevin will, will, you know, for so, okay, maybe a better example. (laughs) Matthew Clements wrote Titan Robotics. And people have seen the raw preview edition, right? And then a lot of art was made by talented people like Chuck Walton and um, Stephen Cummings, right? And uh, some stuff by Mike Majestic, just uh, he was more focused on the cover, but he even did some other sketches that people would probably love. And so that means that then the details from that art needs to be brought back into the manuscript so that they now mesh. And that those, the idea from the artist, the idea from the original manuscript writer, and then you build on top of that to the next level to execute that final vision. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a really important step of the process, right? It's that last 20% that's, that's like 80% of the quality is, is, is really honed there. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot of other things that we need to get through because it blew me away to see the cover of John Zlesnick, you know, his painting for the cover of Riffs Antarctica sitting there when I got here a year ago. With and there's tons of interior art and all types of stuff. And that that that's true for like half a dozen books, right? Um almost a dozen there, there's a there's there's like almost ten in some varying degree of that with manuscript and or tons of art, maybe even a cover. I mean it's insane. So mm-hmm. Kevin has just been you know, that he's the one point that all these things had to pass through, right? The people, the other people that work at Palladium are really great at helping with a lot of different aspects of getting the business type stuff done. But until I got here, it was just Kevin trying to row and, you know, guide, you know, captain the ship. Yeah. Now that I'm here, we're working in parallel. And so, for instance, Creature Feature just arrived today. Ooh. And is being shipped out to the fans. The pre-orders just went out today. So nice. um, it's a great book. Beyond the Supernatural. People are, I think people are going to love it. Um, it's, it's, I know it's not beyond Arcanum or Tomes Grotesque. But this is an important step towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, re, we really, both of us really love Beyond the Sat- Supernatural and want to give it a lot of love in the future. But uh, that, that is another thing that's on the horizon, I would say. Um, it's, you know, that's one of those things that we really want to get to, but, uh, yeah, those, anyways, I know it's a long, a long answer in a totally different direction when you're asking (laughs) about an SRD, but the, the, the point is just that, you know, we want to fulfill a lot of these promises before we take the, that, 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 like a giant plunge like that. Right. Makes sense. 
I'm still waiting for Old Kingdom. That's, that's, that was one of I was so <laughs> looking forward to that book for so long. I'm a big Palladium Fantasy fan, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's definitely on the list of of things that Kevin Kevin definitely wants to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, once we get that that up on the on the website, I think a lot of people, fans like you, will will be able to say, well, and a lot of it's just about closure. Oh, yeah. well, that's never going to happen, or this thing is going to happen. Yeah. We just don't know when, or this thing is. It's 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 in the 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 event horizon of what's going on right now. Yep. Is Palladium going to be looking at more miniatures, and as things move to more you know print on demand, is that something that you folks will be dipping your toes into? Have there been any discussions around that? Uh, print on demand? Do you mean miniatures like STL yeah. files? Yeah, yeah, like a, an STL file, like a. So the interesting thing is, I get this question a lot from fans. We have the gorgeous beautiful miniatures um from mm-hmm. common builders um from you know uh, was it rogue heroes llc that uh he's allowed us to license and print and um actually on the titan robotics i added that as an add-on you can get all the minis it's 145 dollars worth of minis for a hundred dollars as an add-on so that's like a killer deal on yeah. those miniatures by the I'm way and they're gorgeous a lot of people don't know they exist there's also the Rifts Pawn set, one that um, Pinnacle is letting us cross-promote as an add-on. And again, you're getting a deal on that as well. Mm-hmm. That has like 180, 200 pawns. So it's, you, you know, you've got five Skelebots, you know, five, you could got a Coalition Squad of about five, Psy Stalker and Dog Pack, five, right? Broad Kill Leader and four Broad Kill, five, right? There's a lot of fives of things. Right. So, if anyone wants to get that, um, you know, five A sixty three, you know, or these different these different combinations of things. So just to let people know, like I have four pawn sets, so that I can field twenty skeletons on my table. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the it's interesting because people ask for things like that, but then we're trying to see how are the sales for the miniatures, mm-hmm. and if the sales for the miniatures and the pawn sets aren't there and maps, then we're probably not going to do that. Right. Yeah. And I know that's a hard answer for people that really want 3D stuff, but that's to if you want quality, that's not cheap. How how to make that work as a business, that's not our core business. I used to work for Games Workshop. I was a, mm-hmm. a store manager and um so I love miniatures, right? I love tabletop Same. gaming and uh the strategy and tactics that get involved with that. But yeah, that's it's a re- that's a really interesting question because um I'd I'd love to do it. If we had fans that were if th- if those miniatures were blown out the door then that would be a great excuse to do more miniatures, right? I, I swear it's got to be an organization thing. But it really just depends on how much we see that communicated mm-hmm. through purchases. Because when I hear pawns, I think chess set. I did not think miniatures. It did not make that jump in my head because it might be me. <laughs> but Well, no, no. They're, they're, yeah, it's really interesting because they're really durable, thick mm-hmm. card material that is oh, die yeah. cut. And has front and back art. Mm-hmm. The art is beautiful. The, the art is actually book quality sized down to something this big, yeah. right? And um, and so the, uh, anyone who sees them has just been blown away with it. So, but yeah, it's it's like if if it, it's an odd question because like there seems to be this underground movement of people who want these minis, but then we, you know, 
I, I don't know. We're going to have to check the sales on the miniatures because Kevin and I had this discussion and it was like, well, what are the sales? Well, we're just going to, and right now is our busy season, right? With Chris's grab bags yeah. plus the, plus this Kickstarter right now. I mean, it's kind of insane. And so, but you know, come January, February, we're going to take stock and be like, was this profitable? Was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, and that's just the business hard sense of it, right? We have to be practical or else there will be no Palladium books. <laughs> right. You know, and that just lit a fire in my brain though. Cause I was thinking how many factions does GW have? Like round about 13, you know, when you, when you count things like squats and whatnot, how many factions does Palladium have? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no, 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 you're not, you're, you're preaching to the crowd, right? I mean, I would love to do games, right? Like that. Um, oh my but the God. trick is how do we do it? And is it, yeah, is it is it marketable? Is it uh, profitable? Our wheels turning, smoke's pouring out, twitches are developing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the the best thing you can do is go get pawn sets and the yeah. pawn set one and the the miniature combo from the the Titan Robotics Kickstarter, and that will that's a direct communication. Done. Oh, straight really pimping popular, to you, right? our listeners, right now. Straight pimping. <laughs> I want this so bad with every fiber of my wargaming being. So you, our loyal audience, are going to go out right now and buy one or both of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me, let me plug one more thing. Let me plug one more oh, thing. Oh, do. Yeah. With the pawn set, if you get multiple copies, it's really great because here's the deal. You think you want 200 miniatures, but how often are you going to actually put them on the table? And that's when it comes down to, you know, the the... I like to call them paper miniatures personally, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, pawn sounds like chess or something, but that's what pinnacle calls it. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things of, y- you know, you can bring all different types of things to the tabletop with that set at well, it's like $40. I think we're selling mm-hmm. it for 35, 36. So uh, in, in the Kickstarter, I mean, it's just an amazing deal. So Anyway, just so people know that it's like there is you think you want to paint all this stuff. But guess what? I work for Games Workshop and I had way too much stuff to paint. Right. And I, it all, you know, it starts to become drudgery and you just have to, th- you know, sometimes your 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 hind brain needs to be kicked out by the frontal cortex. And it, and it says, you know, by the way, maybe that's not exactly what you think you want. He's speaking truth, ladies and gentlemen. Sean, I got one last question for you. Yes, sir. What do we have to do to convince you and or Kevin to come out to the Dallas, Oregon in May of 2023 for Wagon Con? For Wagon Con? And I'm quite positive another one or two of our listeners may have been trying to push this as well. Uh, <laughs> Father Morpheus, Matt Buckley, I know he went to uh, Open House. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I, that, that name sounds familiar. Um, I don't know. I mean, personally, right now, like I, I, I've gone to a couple of cons this year in Texas and that was because they invited me back. I'd been there a few times before and they got me room and board and plane flight. Right. So, um, there's some of that's just practicality of things like that. I don't know how much Kevin wants to travel, but we could talk off offline. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, we're not, we're not against stuff like that, but at the same time it takes away from, from production. Right. So, yeah. Um, and right now that is like our number one focus is getting books out. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) I know Matt, the fellow who is part of the wagon con production board, he's a huge Savage Drifts player. And like every year, his whole thing is a series of connected sessions 
that they're that glorious. sounds awesome yeah yeah he goes all well, out I, and yeah i'd love to i'd love to to go out to more cons it's just sometimes the practicality and the timing yeah that can be that we're always open to that you know anyone can reach out to us and we can definitely um have discussions my god so much fun this has been amazing thank you so much is there anything else you would like to tell our our vast listening audience um that that you would like to relate us to um either your your kickstarter or, or what's coming up next or yeah so one of the things that i would like to mention is creature feature for beyond the supernatural um is shipping like as of today so that's awesome if you haven't already jumped in on the titan robotics kickstarter now's the time um it also uh, it has a really cool swanky video um <laughs> <laughs> but um fans have really been loving the extras that you can get and like i said it's not just the books itself right the titan robotics book but there's also the cyberworks collection which is a, a lot of people are really really excited about and enjoying the uh you know pre-order, the pre-orders are really high for that um and then um there's the there's the deals on the miniatures we have you can get um a character's name put in the book or in memoriam for a friend or loved one who's passed and that is so cool yeah there's all types of stuff like that that you really just just check it out and we appreciate mm-hmm. anyone and everyone's support. Um, I know uh, that for me, it's, it's, this is for me, this is, this is I'm running it. And so I would appreciate your support. Um, and this is about carrying the torch forward into the future for palladium. Um, Kevin and I both see this as the beginning of an entire new generation of products and um, a new era for palladium. I hope, you know, especially, you know, we have such Kevin, and I have such a, a wonderful uh, creative and working relationship. That I hope he's around for a long time, but at some point he'll, he will need to put down the pen. And, and so I, um, I appreciate everyone's support, um, helping me get to that point and get ready for that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, that's going to be tough whenever it happens, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited about all those things. And then we're also really excited about, uh, the Christmas surprise packages. People are love, have loving those. I think that's one of the coolest things that Kevin does. I mean, he literally plays Santa with every <laughs> single order. We read all your comments. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all of them. When Kevin puts the comments in the weekly update, those are all real. Um, <laughs> some people are like, do people really say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, it's it's been it's really great stuff. Um, and I know it's a really great deal. It's, you know, I think it's fifty eight dollars um, and you get at least ninety five hundred dollars worth of product mm-hmm. to you. And it's it's uh, and for our for our, our fans overseas, a lot of times that can help offset the crazy shipping costs and things like that as well. But yeah, those are the big things that we've got going on. So we appreciate everyone's support and um, we are rocking and rolling into the future. Um, next, next thing to get out to the fans is bestiary too. So that's exciting about that as well. Yeah. Sean, it's been a delight having you on. Thank you for putting up with the back and forth here. My, my computer problems kept me away from the internet for a little while, but uh, I'm glad we were able to put this together. I am too. I'm really excited. I appreciate you reaching out. And uh, yeah, like I said, Kevin and I'd love to come on anytime y'all want. Just uh, let us know. Hell yeah. He'd love to come on. We'd both love to come on, whatever you want. Sounds fantastic. We will do that. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. Well, thanks again, guys. Yeah. So, uh, folks, you've uh, been listening to us and a very special guest, Sean, here from the Savage Worlds Palladium crossover Kickstarter of Titan Robotics, which is out now. By the time this releases, you'll still have about 10 days left to back it. So please do 
get the minis, get everything, get those sweet, sweet foil covered books, which I was immediately paying mm-hmm. for mine. I need them. So yeah. And tell them we sent you. They look dope. <laughs> Join us on discord. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, we love to hear from you. Thank you so much, folks. We'll catch you next time. And thanks again, Sean. Absolutely. Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback. And you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 